Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now we're really focused on Fire Prevention Week, October 8th through the 14th. Things are starting to cool down. People go back to their homes, stay inside a little bit more. Uh, and we really want to focus on how people can be safe in their homes, and especially when it comes to fires. You know, at the Red Cross, we respond to like 60,000 disasters every year. Wow. A lot of these make the headlines, right? Like the, the Maui wildfires or Hurricane Ian, things like that. But the number one thing we respond to are home fires. Mm-hmm. Every single day we're going out to someone's house is burned to the ground because they didn't have a smoke alarm that was working or perhaps they just didn't think it could happen to them, right? That's what you hear so often, isn't it, Rebecca? It's like, Never thought it would happen to me. What does that look like, a house fire for a typical family here in the Portland metro area or southwest Washington? What kind of crews respond, and how does that look on the ground in crisis mode? Yeah, so what what happens is if there's a house fire, we'll get a call to our dispatch line from the fire department or emergency responder, and they'll let us know where that location is, and we'll send a couple of what we call DAT responders. uh, They're disaster action team responders. And they go out and they do some intake and just find out what that person might need. Now, some people might need financial assistance. Some people might need to get their medications that burned in a fire or their glasses. Or they just, honestly, they're lost, as you can imagine you would be if your house burned down. When we show up with our red vests, we basically come to provide hope and comfort, give someone a hug, if nothing else, in the very beginning, just to settle them down and go, okay, what do you need? Where can we point you to get on the road to recovery. I've been on a few of these calls and it it doesn't ever get easier. It's hard to see that and to think that we could be that same person, right? We're Mm -hmm. all vulnerable to some degree. Did I turn that stove off? Did I blow that candle out? We had a fire recently, I think it was out in Beaverton where they had floorboard heaters that just automatically kicked on because it started getting colder, right? So all summer they weren't on, so they piled stuff along the floorboards and then the heat kicked on because it got colder and burned their house. Wow, so you have teams pretty much 24-7. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can't predict these things. You have to be ready to go at a moment's notice. Where are you stationed? And You have supplies, you have people, you have all this ready to go. All over, every wow. corner of the state. And it's southwest Washington, too. So the Cascades covers all of Oregon and southwest Washington. So we, we can get a call from Harney County to Multnomah County to, you know, Roseburg, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then we'll call our local teams that are in that area to go do it. And what I love about our volunteers, they're largely volunteers that respond. They'll get up in the middle of the night, throw on a vest and go. Is that right? Yeah. They, they inspire me every day. We have an incredible uh, volunteer workforce of about 2,500 people. And we're constantly recruiting people to come out and, and take part and do this good work. Remarkable. And so you're, you're talking to these people. They're in crisis mode. Are they already concerned about how they got that way? Do they care about how this thing started in the first place? Have you heard it all? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, you can't really sum up what every individual circumstance is. But I will tell you, and I talked to a a DAT responder recently, and he said that one thing that is consistent with everybody is no one knew it was going to happen. Nobody said, you know, I bet my house is going to catch on fire this week. Mm -hmm. Everybody is surprised and shocked and, oh, I should have, you know, they hit their forehead. And I think one of the things with the Red Cross, when we're not in response mode, when we are in preparedness mode, 
one of the things we're trying to do is make sure not only are we trying to prevent fires from happening, but if they do, do you have a smoke alarm? Do you have something that can save your life? Smoke alarms can reduce the chance of dying by half just by having a smoke alarm go off so you can get out of the house. We ask people when we go to their house to install smoke alarms. And by the way, the Red Cross does this for free. If you go to redcross.org, redcross.org, you can sign up for a free smoke alarm installation. So we come to your house. We'll talk not only about, we'll check your smoke alarms. Because another side story is that I've been in houses to install smoke alarms that have zero smoke alarms. Or they've lived there for 25 years and never thought to check it. No judgment. We get busy. We just assume they're working. We're fine. So you go in, we'll go in and we'll check the smoke alarms. If they're not working, we'll replace them with 10-year smoke alarms, 10-year battery smoke alarms, which are great. And we'll also talk about an escape plan. So guess what? If you're in your house and the smoke alarm goes off and you all just sit there and freeze, has a smoke alarm helped you? So we'll work on an escape plan that gives you making sure that you have escape routes from every room in the house. So a window and a door, two places to get out in each room, and also a meeting place. So like, say you came home from work and your house was on fire, you might run into the house to try to save your family, but maybe they've already met at the meeting place down the street. We're always asking people to have that pre-communication about where you might meet if your home caught on fire. So that's another thing that we'll do. And by the way, you have as little as two minutes to get out of your house when it catches on fire. (laughs) Two minutes. That's insane. I'm glad you're here because we're talking about, you've already covered a lot. It's Fire Prevention Week. It started in 1922 as a declaration to have this, and it's one of the longest running campaigns, and it was um, the president at the time initiated it. So That's outstanding. Rebecca Marshall here. I'm Brett Recamp, Beyond the Headlines, and uh, the Red Cross, I mean, you talk about items you have to have in your house. In fact, you went through that pretty quickly as far as those smoke alarms themselves, Uh a plan. Do you ever rehearse stuff with your family? I have a lot. You know, I have to say that most of my kids are out of the house now. I never thought I would say that. But we did at the time. We did. And um, I would I talked to my son about, you know, what would you do if the, the door was hot and smoke was coming under the door? And he'd go out the window. We, we practice that kind of stuff. But oftentimes, this could be a great family bonding thing. You get a stopwatch out and you, you make the smoke alarm go off. You push the button. Everybody and you, in their rooms, maybe. You put the stopwatch and everybody run, you know, yeah. and how fast can you get out? Um, that's an incredible thing that you can do with your family. Just create that muscle memory in case um, things do really happen and that adrenaline is flowing. You know what to do. I would like to know what to do. So you brought a quiz with you today, didn't you? Yeah. I gave you some of the facts, though, <laughs> so I feel like this that's is a fine. little stacked. It's all good because uh, muscle memory accounts for our brain as well. It really does. And I think, and especially when you are, when things are, you know, scary like that, it's important that you want to, you know, get out when you can. All right, so here's the quiz to you, and this will test how well you were listening. And all of our listeners, too. Yeah. Okay, here it goes. How many disasters does the American Red Cross respond to nationwide every year? 300,000. 60,000. Okay. We'd need more volunteers if it was 300,000. <laughs> but most of them, again, are home fires. So just know that, in fact, seven people die in a home fire every day. That's horrible. Yeah. All right, how much time do you have to get out of your house when a fire breaks out? Two minutes. <laughs> that one I got. You were listening. <laughs> What is the number one cause of home fires? Cooking. Yep. And that is the theme of this year's Fire Prevention Week. Most fires start in the kitchen. So when we say in the Red Cross, when you fry, keep an eye, right? Don't leave that room when you're cooking. Yeah, we're getting into the holiday season, too. A lot of cooking going on. Yep. Grease fires, when you say that stuff catches on fire grease around fires, the stove. Grease fires can happen. You can set your towel down by the, by the stove. If you have yeah. a gas stove, it can catch on fire. Um, one of the things that we say is put a timer on when you're cooking. Even if you think, oh, I know this only needs to cook for blah, blah. If you get distracted and you don't set a timer, you could be in danger, right? Mm-hmm. 
you know, I've had fire break out of my oven because it was dirty. You know, there's just things that you have to be taking care of all the time. Right. For that. We have a natural gas stove and that's an actual flame. It I is. can see that going sideways quickly. I also knew someone who wore like a loose fitting top and she was cooking a great cook. She leaned over and guess what? It caught on fire and stuck to her. Basically, she had to run in the shower and cool off. She had third degree burns. So there are all kinds of things around cooking that you need to be uh, safe when you're thinking about this stuff. And part of the reason they're focusing on that this time of year. All right. True or false? A working smoke alarm can double your chance of escaping and surviving a house fire. That's accurate. That's true. Yes. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, aside from having a working smoke alarm, what other things should you do to be safe? This is multiple choice. Okay. What other things should you do to be safe? One, have an escape plan and practice it with your family. Create a location to meet if you have to evacuate your home due to a fire. Take steps to reduce fire hazards in your home before fire breaks out. Or all of the above. Yeah, we'll take D, all of the above. <laughs> nice. Those are all great things to do. And we can do those now in the light of day when nothing's going on, right? And just make sure that we have everything in place. It's true. And when we say about smoke alarms, and the Red Cross has installed over 2.5 million smoke alarms since we started the home fire campaign in 2014. 2.5 million smoke alarms. And what we ask people to do when we install our smoke alarms, they're 10-year smoke alarms, right? They have a 10-year battery. We date them. We put them on, on the ceiling, and then you can just check them to see when it would expire. But a lot of the older smoke alarms only have batteries that will chirp and go bad on you, right? Yes, and then our doggies get crazy. And your dogs go crazy, and then you tune it out after a while because mm -hmm. you don't really know what it is. Or you get tired of it, yeah. remove it. You, you remove re it. Remove the battery, and it's, it's no longer functioning. Yep, I've seen that happen a lot as well. So what we do ask is that... You know, once a year at least, you check the, you replace the batteries if it allows it to be replaced or it calls for it to be replaced. But also just go around and check them once a month. Just pop in there. Like we're going to have a fall back, fall back, set your clocks back. Go check your smoke alarms at that time, you know. And if they are bad or if they are old or if you're not really sure, you can go to redcross.org. Going to throw this in there because we will come to your house and check them for you and give you new smoke alarms if you need them. I did not know that before you walked in the door, Rebecca. I'm serious. That's fantastic. Yep. And, you know, listen, in your house, you can, um, you should have at least one smoke alarm per level of your home, mm -hmm. but every bedroom should have a smoke alarm. A hallway should have one. Probably you shouldn't put one too close to the kitchen because you burn that toast. And Yeah. And then you remove the battery and, and you're back to square one. Are there different kinds of smoke alarms like some detect different things besides smoke yeah our smoke alarms are just smoke alarms okay? okay so when we install a smoke alarm it's a 10-year battery long life smoke alarm but you can get carbon monoxide batteries as well maybe that's what i'm thinking of. Yep. yeah if you have little ones i would also suggest putting a smoke alarm in the little ones room that actually says fire fire just so you children know what that sound is or just educate them when you hear this sound you need to get out of the room and come see your mom and dad sure so that's another thing I would just suggest if you have little ones and if you have pets as well, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I would practice with your pets, you know, getting them out of the house, coming to you when you call, you know, those kinds of things. Okay. Is there any stuff you're supposed to grab, supposed to have a go bag ready to go? I mean, at what point do you bail out of the house with what you can carry? You know, I'd like to say just get out of the house, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you think, oh, I just have to get my go bag and you run back in, that could be the last move you make. We do like to say pack a go bag and have it in a very convenient place. If you have like that little bench by the door, put it under the bench on your way out, you can grab it or on the way with your escape plan, with your escape plan. Maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's out in a garage if it's separate from your house. But we oftentimes, we have a thing called the pillowcase project where kids actually color pillowcases and we teach them how to escape a fire um, in their home without being too afraid because kids can get very afraid. 
But even then, when we're saying put all your valuables in this pillowcase, we don't encourage them to run back in the house to get their pillowcase. Right, right. Um, and that, again, is, is another reason we say get a meeting place because we don't want you running back in the house to try to find your loved ones. We're hoping that you'll know that they got out okay as well. Good. Well, we want to have fewer house fires, that's for sure. And then when they do happen, we want less injury, less death, and just better results overall, right? Yeah. It starts with prevention, and it really does. And you got to take those steps that you hear about. You'll hear all this week on the news. We'll be posting on our social media as well. Uh, again, redcross.org will have some tips for you there. But prevention is key. But like you said, if it happens, and it will happen to some out there, our house will catch on fire getting out alive and safe is priority number one. You know, all that stuff can be replaced down the road. You're right on the money. It's good to see you. It's great to see you. I'll be going home and double checking my smoke alarms <laughs> right now. Fire Prevention Week. So redcross.org for more information and uh, thanks for the time.